Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Have you ever been in a situation where you did something really embarrassing, but someone helped you get out of that situation? Someone helped you save face? Today, we're talking about the concept of saving face, really the idea of saving face, because there are three different concepts we're going to be talking about relating to this idea of face. And our guest today is going to give us some great practical insights and examples of what it looks like and what we can really do not to be saving face for ourselves, which is often how we hear it talked about, but really how we can save face for other people so that we can build trust and deepen our relationships with them. We're going to talk a little bit more about our guest in just a second, but first... Do you want to accelerate your leadership success? There's a way you can do that for free, and it's called the MindScan. This assessment is an inventory based on the Nobel-nominated Hartman Value Profile, and it measures your capacity to make value judgments concerning you and the world around you. Instead of simply understanding how you behave, it objectively measures why you behave the way you do. Align your thinking strengths with your leadership goals by applying to take the MindScan today. All you need to do is apply by emailing community at lifeasleadership.com. You'll get a unique link and the opportunity to review your results. Both the assessment and review call are totally free. If you want to understand the how and why of your decision making, in order to more quickly get the results you want, the mind scan can be your next step to success. Once again, community at lifeasleadership.com. Now, on to today's interview. Our guest today is the founder and president of Global Leadership Associates and is a globally recognized management consultant, executive coach, and speaker. She's a columnist for Inc. and is the co-author of Global Leadership, The Next Generation. Her newest book is called Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. Here is Maya Hu Chan. Maya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Josh. I'm glad to be here. So I like to start off every interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? I am. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? You know, Josh, that's such a good question. Um, as I was thinking about um, the, the lessons and sayings, that one thing came to mind, and that's something that I have learned since I was a child growing up in Taiwan. This is a very old, thousand-year-old Chinese proverb. It says that spilled water is hard to regain. So what it means is that just imagine if you spilled a, a, a glass of water by accident, and then the water get all over the floor. And how hard it is to get it all back, right? And even if you get some of them back in the glass, that do you still want to drink it? I don't think so. So that the spill water is hard to regain. It really means that 
we need to be mindful and thoughtful of our actions and behaviors, and be considerate about the impact on other people. And this is something that has influenced my leadership to this day: is to continue to to be thoughtful in terms of、uh, my own actions and behaviors, and also consider the impact, so I can continue to build strong. An authentic relationship with other people, and don't accidentally cause other people to lose face. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is thoughtful, benevolent, and courageous. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? A leader should be asking themselves or others: Am I doing the right thing, or just doing things right? What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? This is a book that I it was recommended to me years ago, and I have actually read it multiple times. It's a very small book. Its famous book is called Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. This is it's a story about a, a shepherd boy that was searching for his calling, and、um, I will highly recommend it. You know that we all need to be aware of our personal calling, and whenever we do something that. Fills us with passion, enthusiasm, and we're following our calling, our legend. So you know, a lot of times we overcome the defeats or the challenges in our life, and、um, when we do that, and then when we do that based on our personal calling, we are filled with greater sense of、um, joy and confidence. So,、um, so I really love this book, and then I, every time I read it. It inspires me, and I recommend it to leaders because I think that if you follow your calling and follow that what you think is right and your conviction, and I think that that you would you have no regret. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? Well, I would suggest to really understand the concept of face. You know, this will be something that actually I've been thinking about, and then wrote a book about. And I'm I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. And face is a universal concept beyond its origins in China. And face it speaks to a deeper human need for dignity and acceptance, and the way we grant dignity to one another. So I would recommend the leaders to start thinking about how we can honor and save face for others, not just ourselves, for others. And also avoid causing others to lose face, and then to really preserve that dignity and respect for others, so that you can build authentic, long-lasting relationship with others. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this: As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Well, Josh, that's such a good question. I thought about it, lost sleep over it last night. What question should I ask? Right? Well. I I have to I have to say I I will ask both I I ask why first to understand、uh, the thinking and rationale behind a decision or a situation, and then I will also ask why not to challenge the thinking and the status quo. So you know I think by asking why not is a great way to kind of push myself or others outside of the comfort zone and the group thinking. And help us explore more possibilities and、uh, innovative ideas. So I will ask both. 
Well, Maya, we are here today to talk about your newest book, which you've just previewed for us a little bit a second ago, called Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. Before we get into that, you've written another book before this called Global Leadership, The Next Generation. I'm hoping that you could give us a little bit of an overview of that, your career, and kind of how this is a continuation of a lot of the work that you're doing as you're coming out with this new book, Saving Face. So the first book that I co-authored is called Global Leadership, The Next Generation. And the book was based on a multi-year research that me and my co-authors did to really understand what are some of the, the key competencies that are required for leaders to be successful and effective when working globally. And then so we identify some of the key competencies in the book and then also included a, a very comprehensive resource guide to help leaders develop themselves and also develop others. Uh, so this actually took me back to that I, I was born and raised in Taiwan and I came to the U.S. to go to graduate school. And um, I had been working in uh, various sort of uh, leadership development roles. But uh, one of the, my, key, my passion in calling is really about working with leaders that have global roles or also to be able to work effectively with the people with diverse backgrounds. So global leadership, cross-cultural management, and inclusion are really something that I'm focusing on. And, you know, over the years, I have coached and top leaders around the world. And one thing that I have shared with them, this concept that I've shared with them that resonates with leaders at all levels and with diverse cultural backgrounds and generations, this is such an essential concept to their leadership, but it's also sometimes counterintuitive. It's the concept of face. So that led me to start thinking about how can I really put this down in a book to help people understand the concept. And this permeates everything we do in terms of all levels of social and business interactions. When the term is not about the money it's used, the real issue, it's often about face. So that led to me kind of really do a lot of research on this and also incorporate the experience that I have had working with leaders around the world to put together this book to help leaders see that how important this concept is and how can this help them build authentic, long-lasting relationship. And you know, although the target primary audience for this book are business leaders, managers, entrepreneurs, and professionals, I'm also hoping that this book will benefit anyone who wants to improve how they relate to others. Now, for example, how teachers relate to their students, how parents communicate with their children, and in many other social contexts. So those who take the time to understand the importance of saving face realize that it covers near every aspect of social discourse and its impact is really universal. Now, I think... A lot of people are going to be familiar with the term saving face, but could you break down a little bit more about what that means? Absolutely. Well, you know, when uh, in a Western uh, reference, when we say saving face, the first thing that comes to mind is, okay, well, 
I've done something that's embarrassing. So I, I need to um, save face by doing something to, to avoid that, that, that embarrassment. And then very often people are saying saving face is a saving face for ourselves. So um, I wanted to first kind of clarify that the key concept of this book about saving face, it's really about how do you save face for others? And how can we actually understand the concept of face so that we can create a win-win situation, ultimately, that everybody involved is actually going to preserve their dignity, but then also have the most positive outcome at the end. So there are three key concepts of face, okay? But first, let me define what face is. So face represents self-esteem, self-worth, identity, reputation, status, pride, and dignity. It's all of that. So face is, is a universal concept that speaks to a deeper human needs for being accepted and also for being respected. Uh, there are three key concepts of uh, face. You know, the first one is called honoring face. And the second one is losing face. And that's something we wanted to avoid. And then the third concept is about saving face. So those are the three key concepts. And so when it comes to those three concepts, obviously your book is entitled Saving Face, which is that third concept. Is that the title because it's a term that a lot of your audience might be familiar with? Or is there a reason that you would focus on that third concept? You know, that's a good question, Josh. When, um, when we think about the concept of face, we wanted to honor face by being lifting people up and we want to avoid losing face. But ultimately, we wanted to find a way to save face. And, you know, a lot of times that the mistakes or uncomfortable situation, it's unavoidable. So then how can we have, take this authentic and intentional act of turning around a situation so that everybody involved feel that there's the, the dignity is preserved and uh, they can continue to build trust and that you can produce a positive outcome. So, so that's why I use saving face because ultimately that's what we wanted to do. And then along the way though, that if we can also be mindful about how do you honor face, meaning that how do I lift people up and making an actual effort and take actions to show respect admiration and dignity to others. And also, meanwhile, to avoid losing face, uh, causing other people to lose face, then we'll be able to really create a positive relationship all the way around. So even though there are three key concepts, but I use the words uh, the saving face as a title of the book because ultimately that's the hardest to do. And also, a lot of times that there's some misunderstanding of what saving face is all about. And it's really not about saving face for ourselves, but it's more importantly, saving face for others. Now, would you be able to share some examples of a situation where you might be honoring face or losing face? And then maybe maybe saving face is something we're more familiar with, but a, a case of that as well, so, something to help us understand these concepts a little bit better. Okay. So maybe I'll start with, with honoring face. Okay. So... Honoring face, if, you, if we think about face like a uh, social currency, you know, the more face you have, the easier and faster you can get things done. Okay, so imagine that how we build a supply of face by continuously making deposit into our bank account. 
Okay, and you and I meet, and we work together, or where we just、um, start establishing a new relationship. And how do we build that trust? And is by continue to to to、uh, to do what I say I'm going to do to keep my promise, and then to also express gratitude and appreciation. And I recognize. Some of the things that you're doing, and we complement others and recognize them for their input and contribution. And another way to to uh, uh, lift others to、uh, build faith is to we empathize. You know, we put ourselves in their positions to understand their challenges, and we give people their voice equal time and weight. So, all of those. It's a way to continue to make that deposit. It's our new social currency is to make that deposit into the the bank of face, and then over time that we would trust each other, and then we will build a real long authentic relationship together. And so there are different ways that we can honor face, and you know some of the examples that I said. It really is ultimately you're telling the other person that I see you, I hear you. And you matter to me, so that's how we do. And th- there is,、um, as leaders, that when we honor face to our coworkers, our team members, our colleagues, and customers, that over time, that you know that people feel appreciated and, and valued and and respected. So、uh, that's the first step. It's about honoring face. And then for the second one, which is losing face, how can we understand that concept a little bit? So remember the, the the Chinese proverb that I mentioned earlier, right?、Um, spilled water is hard to regain. When we think about losing face, is 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 the conditions where people feel devalued, humiliated, or unappreciated. So then, what happens when people feel that they they lose face? A lot of times that they're not going to, they may not use the word, "Oh, I I feel like I have lost face," but what they may say. Is that well?、Um, my boss doesn't appreciate my work, or people don't really treat my ideas seriously, or I'm not being heard, or I don't feel I belong. When you hear those words, and very often that has to do with people feel not being valued and appreciated, and they lose face. Now, when people lose face, it provokes a wide range of negative emotions. Such as shame, fear, guilt, or vulnerability, and those negative feelings would directly impact how well people show up every day, how they perform, and how much they share their ideas, and 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 how much they speak up, and even how long they stay with the company. And so, here's the thing that we can cause someone to lose face, and we don't even know it. And then we can do it unintentionally. For example, Linda is、uh, is someone that、um, I recently work with, and she is a、uh, um, a manager working with a remote team. And there's a、um, a tool that she's using is called Slack, and Slack is something that she's using to communicate with her team members day to day and to provide instructions, share informations. But she also uses Slack to give feedback. She will give specific feedback for to specific individuals about something that they they did wrong or、uh, point those things out on Slack. Now, her intention was that 
well, I got this is a very efficient way of providing feedback. I can get things fixed quickly. But then what happened was that everybody on the team can see those feedback. And the person who received the feedback often feel devastated, embarrassed, and also shut down in many cases, and that they uh, um, they feel extremely uncomfortable to 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 receive those those feedback in public, and the rest of the team member, what happened to them is that they actually look at those feedback and feel bad for that person, but then they also make a note, mental note for themselves that, well, shoot, I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want it to be in that position again. So then over time, it didn't take long though, that she created a fear-based culture in the team that people are, are afraid to take risk and they don't speak up and they don't ask questions. And then, so people disengaged. What happened is that the person that received the feedback lose face, but then everybody else also learn from that lesson. And then they really create a negative culture among the team. It took six months for me to work with, uh, with her to rebuild that trust by taking those uh, negative feedback offline and to be mindful and thoughtful about her actions. So spilled water is hard to regain. And then it takes a long time to to rebuild that trust. So that's why we have to be mindful about our actions and behaviors because we can do this unintentionally. And then later on, we it takes a long time to, uh, to fix the problem. So we live in a world right now where digital communication is a lot more prolific than it used to be. We've been sending emails and even doing conference calls on digital platforms for a while, but it's definitely a lot more prevalent now. Are there things that people need to be taking into account as they are interacting with people on a less personal basis in regards to saving face? Yes, absolutely. Now, um, one thing that I um, I like to think of this: how 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 can leaders be more aware of uh, um, the situation and to save face for others is to to kind of imagine that you have this anti- uh, human antenna on your head, right? And when we think about in the old days that we had old-fashioned radio, that if we have the antenna down, what happens? You hear a lot of static. And it, But if you raise the antenna, and you'll be able to receive the signal much more clearly. And so just imagine that you have that human antenna and when you're working with people remotely and or, you know, and, and when you work with people, you may or may not see every day and you don't see them and you don't interact with them. You don't per, sometimes perhaps don't know them very well, that how can you be more aware, raise that human antenna, pay attention to what is the dynamic of the team and uh, how you show up as a leader? Are you creating a psychologically safe environment for people to participate, to engage, and to share their ideas, and and also to collaborate? And also pay attention to what are some of the, the nonverbal cues that's happening in our team meetings. And then so raise that human antenna is so important, and don't run on autopilot. So, um, you know, if you run on autopilot, it's it's, it could be very dangerous. You can crash and burn and you, you, you don't even know uh, what, what just happened. So to be able to raise that awareness, and that's, that's really important, not only self-aware, but also aware of, aware of other people's uh, reactions and their feelings as well. 
so in in my book, I have a, a triple A model. That this model actually is a really simple model to help people uh, manage a, a potentially sensitive situations. So the first A represent awareness. So that's something that I just mentioned. Just be aware of what's happening, and also be aware of your own assumptions and your own bias and. Nobody's bias free. So, what kind of bias do I have, and what is my belief? So, to have that self awareness, the second A represent acquire. So, acquire means that seek to understand what's going on、uh, with others. You know, what is the frame, their frame of reference, and understand where they're coming from, and put yourself in their position to understand why they say or do something. So acquire information, seek to understand and explore, and then the third A is adapt. So adaptability really is the key for for leaders in this, you know, this world of、uh, social media and the remote work environment, and also highly diverse environment that we're working with. Is that how can we adapt? Once we are self aware and we understand what's going on with other people, and then how can I adapt? My leadership skills and leadership style to work with people, and so that we can produce the best outcome possible. So, Maya, the next time that there is a leader listening to this podcast who is interacting with his or her team, what would be some of the most helpful, just very practical insights on what they should be thinking about or doing in order to either be honoring? Or saving face, and it could be within this triple A model of awareness, acquire, and adapt, or it could be something else. Any any quick recommendations for leaders listening today? Yes, absolutely.、Um, I would say that、um, number one to create psychological safety when you're working with your team. At the same time, that holding people accountable. Uh, so that you'll be able to work with your team and help them feel that it is、uh, safe for them to speak up. Yet. The same time that they are going to be、um, held accountable for the, the the work they do, can I share a real quick story? Please do. Okay, so this is actually one of my favorite stories、um, from the book. It's a true story. Now, Jeff was a financial director of a global company, and he was facing a big crisis. So, under his watch, a frontline employee had stolen over a hundred thousand dollars in an eight-month period. So, as financial director, Jeff was the one that designed and de- deployed this entire cash flow process that allowed this employee to commit the fraud undetected. And this is a high-profile case, and it was discussed not only in security meetings but also spread quickly throughout the entire company. So he felt entirely responsible and personally victimized. So he, this was a, a, a example of losing face. So very soon. The company's COO planned to、uh, plan a meeting with Jeff and his team, and so Jeff, you know, clearly was very stressed that he lost weight, he lost sleep, and he also developed a bad rash. So now people can clearly see that he was under so much stress. When the day arrived, the team and Jeff waited nervously in a conference room, and the COO walked in. And the COO broke the tension with one sentence. He said, "I don't care about the theft." He said, "Whether one runs a hot dog stand 
or a multinational company, that the theft is unavoidable. But the company was insured, and we would be made whole. And I just wanted to know. I only want to know that you plan to review the process and fix it. And from what I can see, you're well on your way. So as soon as the COO said that, Jeff's demeanor immediately brightened. And for the rest of the meeting, Jeff and the whole team focused their energy on problem solving throughout the meeting. And Jeff returned to his job with renewed energy. And the COO had saved his face. So now, to answer your question, Josh, that when you think about this, what did the COO do? How did he do it? Right. Number one is that he hold Jeff accountable, but he also create a psychological safety. Okay, he was kind. He and firm. Okay, he chose his words carefully, and then he showed humility and emotional intelligence when dealing with this very delicate situation. And he helped Jeff overcome the shame and embarrassment very quickly, and refocus his energy on solving the problem and moving forward. So he sent a very clear message to Jeff and the entire team that I I trust you, I have confidence in you to do the right thing, and that's saving face. Well, Maya, that sounds like a perfect place to end today's interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing more with us about this concept of face and how we can be thinking about it in our leadership roles. Where can people go to learn more about you and your work and especially your new book, Saving Face? You can go to my website, www.mayahuchan.com. So that's my name, M-A-Y-A-H-U-C-H-A-N.com. And um, you can also order the book on Amazon.com. All right, Maya, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Josh. It's my pleasure. If you enjoyed the subject of today's interview, I encourage you to listen to two other podcast episodes that are going to be linked in the show notes below or at lifeasleadership.com slash 093. The first one is our last episode, actually, The Four Factors of Trustworthiness with Charles Green. He breaks down his trust equation and how we can think about creating trust with other people. The next is episode 84 with Tim Clark on his book, The Four Stages of Psychological Safety. Both of these are really going to help bolster and reinforce some of the things that Maya shared with us today. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and go to today's three key takeaways. The first takeaway is this. Think of face as social currency. Over time, the increased trust will help to build long-lasting and authentic relationships. It's going to help people see that they actually matter to you. And that, in the long run, will help you have a better relationship with those people. The second key takeaway is that losing face affects how much people are willing to share and be vulnerable. So sometimes today we have a drive for efficiency, and there are a lot of really good things about that. But if we're not careful, that drive for efficiency can lead us to cause others to lose face. And when that happens, ultimately that brings down our effectiveness as a team. And the final key takeaway is this. Saving face is something you should seek for others 
more than for yourself. At the end of the day, really, you're trying to help others save face. You're trying to honor others and keep them from losing face. Ultimately, if you're doing this, other people are going to want to help you out as well. But you want to make sure that you're able to set other people up for success because that is going to be what will ultimately help your team be successful as well. If you liked what you've heard today and you have not yet subscribed, I encourage you to go ahead and do that now because our next episode presents kind of an interesting perspective. We often like to hear the word yes, but what if yes is ultimately not going to be something that helps you? What if yes is really something that begins to stunt your growth if you're not careful? We're going to be talking about this idea as well as three key communication strategies to help you actually reach the success and reach the potential that you want to have in your life. I hope you'll join us then. And until then, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well. <laughs>